0: Hey, sports fans and fans of other things other than sports, welcome to another rousing, nipple tickling episode of Not For Nothing with your hosts, Chris and Chris. Hello, everybody. Yeah uh how you doing chris on this fine, i'm great this fine fan excited you are
1: uh yeah i'm excited to to finally be talking with you we've we've kind of we had, had a, to put this off for we had a few days we had to do a, a bit
0: of a break we ha- i had some personal issues uh mm-hmm. i'm working so past alive. them chris yeah. had some fun personal issues he uh,
1: working, got so testicular cancer
0: him. no just kidding uh- <laughs> <laughs> i
1: have breast cancer chris <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that's probably really inappropriate yeah,
0: it is if montel jordan is listening i'm sorry chris made a male breast cancer joke oh, uh
1: sorry montel
0: was it montel one the guy montel he the one with the tv show which montel was that
1: oh montel yeah not the. Right.
0: not that this is how we do it montel
1: right right the like yeah. jenny
0: jones montel yeah he had <laughs> breast cancer
1: yeah all right uh, I shouldn't be making fun of that at all. Chris is going to be you- the,
0: the newest resident of Vermont, the great state of Vermont. Go mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Hope you like maple scissor and mm-hmm. uh, and some delicious cider. Weed. Can you smoke weed in Vermont? Is that I state? think so.
1: I don't actually know the laws, but I think there's some legality up there. Like um, I don't know if you can actually grow it or not, but you can uh, maybe... As
0: long as you're driving your Subaru out back with Patagonia shorts on, it's Hell totally... Yeah. It's legal, Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. sleeveless. Yeah. have you uh, Have you... Have you got a? Have you considered an Outback yet?
1: I, Chris, I used to own a Subaru Legacy wagon.
0: Yeah, the original Outback.
1: Yeah. So you know the hell with the Outback. I will never buy an Outback just because I'm a Legacy man.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> I know, I or die You know, I had a originally. Forester. I had I had a Subaru Forester. Uh, okay. That what that I uh, parked at the seaport during the most recent new york hurricane and the whole thing got fucking dumped into the east river
1: oh that is right yeah Yeah. subarus
0: though good cars cannot withstand drowning
1: no no there's
0: only so much Uh, a subaru could take
1: unfortunately yeah i think it's the one thing that would would destroy subaru yeah it's the only thing
0: i still got like 600 bucks from it for it perfect yeah Yep. So anyway, that's uh, that's yeah. the, that's us in the history of Subaru. Thanks for yeah. listening, everybody. Clicking clack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it sounds like it's a caliper. Uh, you might want to
1: recalibrate your caliper. I don't
0: know, tell me more. What the? the? What do the, the lights do when you uh put it in reverse? Does it sound <laughs> like? Does it sound like an old rooster? <laughs> like cock a Or is it more? <laughs> Like a hippopotamus giving birth. <laughs> anyway, let's start the show off with a farewell to one of the great New York historians of all time, uh, Mr. Pete Hamill, which is in your show notes, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think like we have we sort of have a history uh, with with working in downtown Manhattan. We do. Um, many years.
0: Many years spent. 20 many years. Many years
1: back, yeah. Um, and... I know, or I think I remember that you may have worked some events, maybe that included with Pete Hamill. Um, I, d- I so did. I, I, I don't know if you if you have fond memories or not of the guy, because you know apparently there's people are very divisive about him uh, as a person. But I remember um, just sort of after moving here, to New York, and and starting work with you and working downtown, and then. I I don't know if you introduced it to me or not, but there was the the, the book he wrote called My Downtown, I think, Yeah. Just Downtown. Yes. Um, and it it made it downtown
0: just, my Manhattan, I believe it's called.
1: Yeah, that's what it was, downtown my Manhattan. And it just it just it brought the city to a whole new another level for me, in like in loving and admiring and the whole thing, and starting looking at the buildings and the history and really appreciating the history of this city. Like, it's just, there's so much depth and so much things there that you just, you won't never even sort of be able to understand or appreciate. It is America's, it is America's first,
0: it's America's first city. Uh, say what you will. Um, it is that, so yeah, that book is incredible. So my, he's
1: an incredible writer, right?
0: He's, he was great. So the, so I worked on a series, uh, for a, a couple of years called, that was uh, called Third Thursday, which is a terrible name. Uh, architecture lecture series, and what would it was really cool. Um, we would have either uh, architecture critics, and we got like the best. The like this sounds very Trumpy, but we got like the New York Times architecture critic. Uh, to do what? But the concept was to have architects, architect critics, or authors of Lower Manhattan, or or historians. Uh, we would we would take we would we would go into uh locations that were not typically open to the general public, like really beautiful uh foyers or uh, you know, places that like like uh, old clubs, like all these cool places in Lower Manhattan that just that do not typically give public access to. And we would turn them into like pop-up lecture halls and we would have historians talk about not necessarily that building, but it was kind of this cool free event to like Mm -hmm. garner interest in Lower Manhattan. It worked for both of us because we worked these shows and I was like I remember like working with like Santiago Calatrava, uh the guy that designed both uh Michael Arid, who designed the, the World Trade Center Memorial, the guy that designed the original World Trade or Freedom Tower. Um I can't remember his name right now for some reason. Uh Mark Kurlansky who wrote another really great book about Lower Manhattan called History on a Half Shell. Uh, which is a book, it's like sort of the history of the oyster in New York. Mm -hmm. And Pete Hamill, um, who was like, but besides Gotham, it's like, that's probably the most in-depth book, that downtown book. And Pete Hamill, I didn't know there was anything divisive about him. He was so nice. I don't remember a single one of these guys. And you'd think architect, or especially like, you know, architect critic would have some sort of
1: Mm.
0: ego. I, I don't remember it like Santiago Calatrava is one of the he designed the fucking the the oculus like this guy is should be notoriously douchey and was so nice and Pete Hamill I remember being super nice as well and maybe it's just that's just the I mean maybe they were mean to their editors or whatever but I you know I've dealt with a lot worse people with a lot less talent let's just (laughs) put it that way
1: and the guy was a hell of a drinker too
0: and he lived to be like in his mid eighties, being a hell of yeah. a drinker, which is yeah. nice, you know. It's he, he's a classic sort of New York, New York. writer. Like he kind of yep. he was like, let me write Iconic. some, let me write some fiction, and then oh fuck it, the real story in the nonfiction, right? Like smoker, drinker, like born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I think he died in, probably in Brooklyn. Like, I
1: don't
0: know. yeah, good guy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just it was one of those guys that I, the name it caught my attention when I saw that uh that he passed and um i you know kind of just wanted to and i mean people whatever. people here come for
0: for literature tips uh often um especially <laughs> when yeah. it comes to history so you should i mean if you're into new york for sure i mean seriously that's a great yeah it's yeah, a great yeah. place <laughs> yeah, to start
1: sure. yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> and chris and a in a more like in a pretty i mean the nice thing the way you set up these show notes is that this uh transition is going to be seamless uh hmm. did you know mike tyson is gonna fight a shark
1: <laughs> chris he already fought the
0: shark he did oh yes. i missed it dang it oh
1: and he whooped its ass Chris. oh he
0: did was it like a cgi is this like do they do like 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 a homeless guy fights a tornado and they like cgi it or something like what yeah. is that yeah. what this is that what yeah, it was? so
1: you know like uh, so i don't do you even like shark week do you are you have you ever been into it i've
0: never once watched a moment of shark week
1: Oh, okay. Oh. All right. That so- said,
0: that said, I did go see Jaws a week ago in the theaters. Christ, oh. Kristen, and I rented out the entire movie theater for fifty bucks and went and oh, saw that's Jaws. Right. Yeah.
1: Nice. Did yes. she like it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, okay. it was a perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect. Apparently, it is a. It's like box office numbers have gone up during COVID. Like it's it's like grossed an additional million dollars because it's showing in all these like drive-ins and shit this summer.
1: Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Isn't yeah. that interesting? It's a great movie. We actually watched it when we were up and uh, visiting Ann's uh, brother uh, a couple of weeks back or a month back or something. It came on, and like the four of us just sat down and we watched the whole entire movie, and it was like really enjoyable. Like Everyone had like really enjoyed it spontaneously just watching that movie.
0: Yeah. Robert Shaw. Oh, uh, I love it. Robert Shaw, when he tells the story of being on the uh, SS yeah. in Indianapolis, maybe? I think so, uh, yeah. It's fun read if the, you listen to him do that, tell that tale, and then go and read the actual history of it. Like it's no exaggeration. Yeah, like he might it's even corrupt- be underselling it. That fucking is one of the most nightmarish things I've ever heard of.
1: Oh, I can't even. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah like uh, but
0: they dropped off the bomb. So tell me, so tell me, uh, Chris, okay. about Shark Week. What is it? What is it? Just like, hey, here's some shark shows. <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> I love how you can just distill it down to just its most ridiculous essence, you know, of, yes. cause it's stupid. It, it really is. But so the discovery channel for years and years now, I, I think we're like 20 years going on 20 years or something always does like once a year, they do like a week of like where all their shows are just dedicated to like, you know, sharks or whatever programs of yeah. sharks uh, and stuff. And, and for over the years, they and, and my wife has got, got me into it a little bit cause she loved it. And, and they used to have some really cool like shows and like researching and technology about, you know, studying sharks and like all those things. But that only takes you so far. And so you can only do that so many years. That right? sounds like shark
0: going... week with an A. Right. Like shark well, that's week. It... That's pretty weak. <laughs> shark week.
1: <laughs> Good one. Huh? Good Thanks. one.
0: Thanks.
1: Thanks. <laughs> so over the years, though, it's, it's just gotten like kind of the, the, the program. They're, they're just trying too hard. Or they're trying to come up with anything and everything. Right. And it almost becomes more sort of like uh, reality sort of based shows. Right. Or tabloid kind of style kind of entertainment. And so, like, a couple years ago, they did one where it was, like, they, were, they promoted this whole thing about, like, Michael Phelps, you know, the Olympic, Olympic swimmer, mm-hmm. was going to race a shark, right? And they hyped this up, and, like, and they, that's press releases, and for, like, weeks at a time, all you see is, is commercials on television, like, promoting this, like, Michael Phelps is racing a shark. And it turned out, you watch the program, it turned out, like, it's, it's all, like, he just, he just races, like, a CGI'd shark. Okay. Did he win? Or they overlay the shark next to him, and so they're not actually in the water because that's virtual. I mean, that's completely impossible. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, this is all this hype, and there's no payoff. This well,
0: is like David Copperfield making the the Statue of Liberty disappear. That's right. What this sounds like.
1: Right. Right. It's just it's just it's a classic
0: it, publicity stunt, Chris, and it's
1: yeah, that's all it is, right? And then you end up watching it. And you spend forty-five to fifty minutes watching this whole like thing, try to be set up, and trying to make a show out of it, and a program out of it, and then you then you wait like not even five minutes, and it's like, there's no... And they're like, all right, there you... Whatever. That, something just happened, but it didn't really actually happen. So they did the same thing with Tyson, and they hyped this whole thing up about him fighting a shark, kicking off their annual shark weave with Tyson takes on a shark in the waters. Yep. Uh, and it it turns out, like, I didn't even watch it. Like, I I basically just put the... I, I recorded it, I put the... Because I knew it wasn't going to pay off, but I recorded it, you and recorded I put it on fast-forward for the whole sh- episode, and basically it was him preparing to, to go in the waters with a few sharks and then at the end he like he's in full chain mail with with the with the tanks you know and 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 just sitting there and then like he grabs a shark by the nose and like tickles its belly to like calm it down a little bit yeah and then they put like on a, like a little video camera on its like dorsal fin or whatever the fin is and then let it swim away
0: wait really yeah that was it he didn't fight it
1: no, of course he doesn't fight. He can't fight a shark in the water. But
0: wait I thought it was going to be like Sharknado. Like, it was just going to be, like, total CGI. Like, <laughs> no, Tyson just, like, that. ugh. It wasn't even
1: anything. I thought it was going to be like,
0: what? like, hypothetically, Buffer hypothetically, like what it. would happen to Mike Tyson? Like, I would much rather watch that. I would be like, how many punches could Tyson land on a shark?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? Maybe one?
0: Yeah. I am mean, like, what? Like, they say, like... You, if you were a shark attacked you, they, I think they say punch it in the nose, right? Like
1: Maybe. You, because yeah. they're like, and you're
0: fucked either way. You might as well feel like you got yeah. one in.
1: Something, right?
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's not like you're not going to beat a shark. You're just, it's, right?
1: Not, you can't even, like, even, even if you could, or even if my, uh, you know, and Tyson's actually old now. So, like, there's a couple of times where they had to pull him back out of the water because he was exhausted, right? Because it's, it's really hard work to, like, be down in there with all that equipment. And trying to like. Oh, is or it out, right? is it
0: hard in your fifties to do that? So then, <laughs> wouldn't that lead you to believe it would be hard to get in the fucking boxing ring against Roy Jones Jr. and fight? Exactly. The stupidest exactly. shit. The stupidest shit. Like, what are we Which doing? Which
1: is another here? thing. I don't want to see Tyson fight again anywhere, anyway any person or anything. No. I don't want to see Roy Jones Jr. fight either.
0: No, exactly. Can we just be done with those
1: guys? Can we? Can I we just, just move on? like I don't I don't need to see this. I don't need to see these old two dudes like in. Roy Jones Jr. I used to love Roy Jones Jr. I think we've talked about him before. Like I, he was like one of they the have. few guys that even got me remotely interested in, in boxing, like after Tyson and all that stuff. Right. And he was incredible, pound for pound. Like he was, I had that moniker, pound for pound, like probably one of the best or greatest fighters ever, or something. <clears throat> Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> Again, another guy who keeps fighting, and like I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not paying to watch these guys. Bro, fight.
0: I, I I love Pacquiao. I'll watch him fight no matter what. I feel bad though, because he's getting dumber and dumber, and he like doesn't know it. Like he's like, yeah,
1: yeah, he's getting a little punch drunk. Yeah,
0: then. uh, yeah. and the and I mean Tyson, like they're like I've seen like two YouTube or like like Twitter whatever like snippets of him like training, training, and it's like yeah, I'm like oh, you can throw a fucking eight punch combo that looks pretty badass, but like I'm pretty sure every boxer can, like right, like and how I, long
1: are you gonna go for this? Like unless you're. Unless someone's getting knocked out, like, he doesn't
0: have a jaw. Like that's the problem is Tyson like doesn't really take punches that well. That's why he was. Right. That's why he couldn't hang when he lost was because right. he didn't. He just had to fuck you up early. If I'm, I might be speaking out of turn. I didn't watch every one of Mike Tyson's fights, but the ones I do remember, especially like the Holyfield ones, and like Buster Douglas. Yeah, he'd get in trouble when he'd take a couple. And, and
1: the longer he had to go in rounds, too,
0: right? Because he'd get tired. Because he was all right. or nothing, right? Yeah. Um.
1: I love Tyson, man, and I love him at this, I, at, I too. at this. Time and like what he's doing and his whole life and whatever else he's got going on for him. Like I feel like he just doesn't. He doesn't need to do this. I don't know if it'll tarnish his legacy or not. It probably won't.
0: It won't. His legacy. He's probably
1: bigger than that, but still, rape,
0: like, rape usually does that job for you.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah, Yep. Yeah. yeah. My bad. I'm at his fighting
0: leg. I know, I know like Chris. Him. I know. I, I, th- I, threw, threw, that, I threw that right. out there because yeah. I want right. to, you know, it, it, it's, it's it's not said enough that Mike Tyson was a rapist. Um, yeah. And I mean, we got to fucking every time Ben Roethlisberger in the Hall of Fame conversation comes up, it's like, oh, oh. but Ben's a rape, rapeless burger. Yeah, because he so, deserved to be in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe rapists shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Maybe not. It's Damn. a fair point. It's a fair argument.
0: Right? Like, what if yeah. that was a thing? Mm-hmm like no rapists, no murderers either. How about that? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Ray, sorry Ray Lewis, you don't get to come in either.
1: Yeah. OJ. OJ, you're,
0: you're out. You you murdered. Yeah. That's we yeah. have a we have a hard and fast rule here at the NFL Hall of Fame and it's murders. That's um we the buck stops there. <laughs>
1: Apparently it's not. <laughs> no.
0: I know. Rape is I uh, you know, can't be in the yeah. Hall of Fame if you rape. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Sorry
1: it's okay so, to have a little morals you know of
0: yeah stuff. So. yeah rest in peace kobe but, but i guess that's uh, why we're
1: not in charge of this stuff chris
0: no um <laughs> god let's talk about some more inning stuff this is the most covid 19 like sports are back and we're still acting like it's fucking march with these fucking show notes
1: but, <laughs> well it kind but, of is no one just wants to admit it chris we're the only ones that will actually admit it
0: that sports suck
1: yeah, then it's not. It's still March in COVID terms. Yeah, like it's still there's still. Oh, one
0: hundred
1: percent. Not allowing us to play sports the way we're used to. No, we're not. So why should we? Why should we try to fool ourselves into thinking like this is all going to be fine in a month or two? And like college football and all these players and all you know, in f- pro football and everything's just it's all going to go back to normal once once the football season starts.
0: Speaking of college football, Chris, <coughs> excuse me. Um, there was I. I remember reading an article in the Times, I want to say like three or four years ago, where there was a, a sit-down. I, I can't remember which president it was. Maybe Jerry Ford. Someone sat down with the head of NCAA to talk, and was like, football should not be a collegiate sport. And they ha- they had to convince the president of the United States to allow football to be a collegiate sport because it was just like, the idea was that it just was too brutal. It shouldn't be... It 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 was it did not fall in line with what collegiate athletics should be there for. Like it was not it was, it was yeah, and it was right. It was like that should have been the take. Like college football is it should people shouldn't be playing football as a collegiate sport. It doesn't do enough for scholarships. Mm-hmm. It, very few and far get into the NFL. Uh I mean, you listen to like Cory Booker talk and he's like, I mean, he played four years at Stanford and he still had, he like, he still can't walk right because of it. I mean, he still loves collegiate sports. Don't get me wrong. And there's a a time and place for it. But then you look at like the business side of NCAA football, especially. And it's like, you're hearing that like Wisconsin might lose, lose collegiate sports altogether if they don't play a football, if they don't do a season this year. Like people are there. If there's no college football season, like some of these schools will lose up to 50 million, even more like sure. and 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 yet none of these players are paid mm-hmm. a percentage of them are on scholarship sure. a lot of them don't finish school mm-hmm. like isn't this the best thing for college football yes.
1: to not the have right a one. season
0: to get yeah. fucking break, broke down into the fucking to, to not be able to say like we have the, the 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 best fucking training facilities in the world to recruit players that we don't have our own channel on or our own station on the fucking networks that we don't have our own sponsorship deals that we like like make it be more about like if you want to make it be about collegiate athletics, then make it be about collegiate athletics. And what we're seeing right now is that it's not at all about that and that these fucking players should get to unionize and these players should be paid and and it should just restructure all of college football. It won't, but I'm rooting for no college football season. So fucking hard for that reason alone. It's just completely fucked. It's, absolutely fucked there are f- greg shiano is supposed to make eight million dollars this year and Rutgers is reducing the fucking pay of resident hospital residents doc resident doctors mm-hmm. by 25 percent after mm-hmm. covid after they were first line responders and fucking greg shiano at the same fucking university mm-hmm. is going to get paid to do absolutely fucking nothing this year and it's like how is that not the most obvious fuckery of the whole entire world? Fuck college football. Like, it shouldn't be a collegiate sport. The Fuck the ACC. Fuck those low-down, hobat-hated hillbillies <laughs> that are so fucking butt-hurt that they are fucking can't go fry a pig on a fucking Saturday morning. Like, fuck you. Fuck college football. Yeah. Sorry, that's it.
1: No. Keep going. No, I that like it. it's a, it's not a hot
0: take. It's the obvious take. It's no, the, it fucking, is. It's the it most is, obvious shit in the entire world. Like, and we're going to sit here and fucking be like, can they salvage college football? What a fucking nightmare. What a headache. We're going to put all of this fucking effort into saving a college football season when they should right. put the effort into fucking fixing college sports and fucking just get defunding well, the NCAA. Let's try that chant. Let's go. go. Let's Def- protest yeah. that. It's like this the is, NCAA. it's the, like if the, if, if we can't make some good come out of this, if we're just going to try to get back to the way it was as quickly as possible, if and when there's ever a virus or a, a, a fucking a cure for this virus, like I, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. Like it I, I just we everything should be reevaluated is it's, it's it's a time to like look in the mirror and decide what's what's meaningful, what's worthwhile, what's ethical. And if we ha- and if money is taken out of it, which it clearly is going to be, like what is what's important to you from a sporting standpoint and from life, I guess, and that's that's my daily affirmation.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening, dude. I, it's it's spot on. It's it's spot on, and it and it's um. It's 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 the idea is 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 it's good. It's it's you know what? Here's okay. Here's my take on this, and here's part of that. This maybe this is the hot take. Like you said, de- like sort of defund the NCAA. But, like, let Wisconsin fail. Yeah. Right? Let 100%. Them, let them go bankrupt in sports. Yes. Right? Because in two years or whatever, we get back to this, it's, there's no reason that they can't rebuild and restart. Yeah. Right? And, Ethically. of course, I'm, I'm, we're picking on the Wisconsin. With a name. players union. Mean with a from, players every, union. Right? Everything across the board. And whether a players union, from what I've read, is like, oh, it's nearly or virtually impossible, except for, like, private schools, because of the way they're structured. Restructured. Uh, laws them. that are structured. Or, Allowed within that, I guess. Um, like, let them all sort of fail, and let them all like. They don't necessarily have to unionize, but if they have some sort of ability to be or be backed by someone or something else, and to, and and to sort of look out for their their well-being because the NCA isn't, then then like at least at least have that avenue come about this, and and let let these teams go back to square one, and they don't have to have. Pull out leather couches in everybody's locker exactly. room for the football team, right? With TVs and video and with each own consoles or whatever, you know, like whatever they're doing. I mean, it's so absurd that what they're doing and everyone wants to say that the, the the athletes are getting a scholarship, so they're getting something out of it. They're not. They are, but they're clearly it's clearly undervalued. No one goes to fucking money.
0: I mean, Cory Booker is an example of, of a person that got to go to Stanford because of a sports scholarship. Don't get me wrong, it happens, but it's so few and far between, and the fact that, that, that you think that these peop- these people are recruiting these players because of their their ath- academic prowess in addition to their athletic prowess is bullshit. No like and they're, they not, get, they're they not allow teaching those these players to get
1: in because they want them to play for the exactly one hundred percent so but but the fact that they're they're they are getting something out of it and I, again i'm not even a, a total agreement on this the, the the value of the education and getting getting a degree because listen, well, that's I got a bigger a fucking degree that's a bigger, i'm still paying loans on my fucking degree and i'm not using it where jack that's,
0: shit a, is. that's a that's a that's a whole other bigger a bigger argument that i'm not smart enough i wish my wife was here because she's got a lot of thoughts on this like what like what is a higher education? What are we doing? What are we paying for? Why are right, we going into right. debt in order to like become, you know,
1: exactly college yes. graduates, and, right? And like just because so like just because you graduate and get a degree, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed of anything any other sort of success. you're
0: guaranteed a loan unless you can pay it out of your own pocket. Like you're yeah, guaranteed yeah right? exactly.
1: right. and the, and the whatever you want to call, you say it's a hundred grand in in scholarships that that the players get for for this their existence at that collegiate level. Or time, like, is is completely undervalued in, in the grand scheme of things of what these what these institutions are raking in in money wise. Yeah. Like, they should they should they, there is value there, but they should be getting more because of 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 what they're being profited. At well, all. when
0: I'm hearing that fucking Wisconsin makes four hundred million dollars a year on fucking on college football, I'm like, doesn't That's that incredible. seem like a problem in and of itself? Yes. Like, what yes. what what, co- what school? Should be pulling in that much money from a single sport, like that's just the unbal- imbalance there is insanity, insanity. and and, it, and like
1: and if it, Wisconsin's doing that, think about all the other, I know like, go to fucking
0: Bama and fucking yeah, right?
1: Clemson and A M Texas,
0: Roll Tide and fucking yeah, Florida, Wee. Like, and
1: man, hang like, them up. Whatever. Like I, don't, I don't disagree with you that the, the the players are getting something out of this to some degree, but the it's the the imbalance here is way. Bigger than anyone actually like those people who are against this sort of want to admit not just
0: even a player payment balance but like about them balance like amongst college sports like yeah what like the institution also why is the NCAA fucking running college basketball football soccer lacrosse like how come there's one organization that runs all of collegiate sports that's insane that would be like one that'd be like one organization that runs all of professional sports like it's it might even be bigger than that like what a fuck that also gets to hand down fucking repercussions. If somebody's found guilty of something, they're judge. What is it? Judge something jury like an executioner. Yeah. They're all of them.
1: Right. But then they also, whenever they want to, they can sort of be hands off and not be liable or yeah.
0: when they want to come yeah. to paying players.
1: Right. And then they're like, Oh no, 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 we're not, we can't, we're not in charge of that. We, we we're not over, you know, overseeing that kind of ad you know, we're not, you know, we're not supposed to be involved in that. And it's like, all right, you can't, there needs to be... Yeah. There, there, yeah. The, the NCAA
0: the whole, is the, the fucking... The, whole the NCAA is the NRA of fucking... Of organized sports. It yes. is. Yes. It, they yes. play both yes. sides of the fence. Oh. They play an old rule. They play this old, like, oh amendment, basically. It's like the amendment that says that, that these are... That these players are amateurs, therefore they cannot get paid. Like... That is the that's their that's their fourth amendment or whatever it is. What's the Second amendment, whatever guns are like they There's played to like, that yeah. rule, but then they but everything else has changed. The scale of that rule has changed. The scale of sports when that rule was made has changed, and that's what they keep going back on. That's their credo. And they fucking they're 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 lobbyists, they're fucking they're mm-hmm. politicians, they're mm-hmm. fucking greed mongering, mongering, fucking. Assholes that ultimately don't care about the one thing they're supposed to care about, which is collegiate athletes, and that's fucking NRA. They don't care about people getting shot; they just care about oh. people having gu- buying guns. Like it's yep. right. Wow, that's making a, money for themselves. There's your take. That's your, I wish I, I love I, it, man. That was great. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I think that's
1: our, I think that's our headline for the uh, <laughs> for the show this week. <laughs> That's how the NCAA is the NRA of sports.
0: That's how we get that's how we end up with a lot of Twitter hate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get so much of that. A lot of uh follow us at uh what is it on Twitter? <laughs> we are
1: now enemy number one of the NRA. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Follow <laughs> us on eating our words at twitter.net. Um <laughs> Chris. Uh so we're uh, God. I mean, because I did an entire diatribe about uh return it which uh let, let everyone know we're changing topics here so d- <laughs> don't turn off just yet we we will try to we talk a about, lot more good we'll talk, talk about some things we might know anything about um a while back i had told you the story about how i had uh dug up my old priceless trading cards and found out that they're worthless pieces of shit uh and now it seems like you found out that trading cards might be worth something. Tell me Why you more. How are we making a
1: comeback? I don't understand this. Like, how did this happen all of a sudden? Like, Le- there was a LeBron James rookie card at, at a couple weeks back. So this is sort of an old story, but that's just how we do things around here. Yeah. Uh, sold at an auction for one point eight million dollars.
0: So I'm like, gonna... I don't,
1: I don't, I don't understand how to even comprehend or fathom this, or even like talk about this, because like this seems like like the complete opposite of what we've been discussing. For, with each other for years now about there's no value in in trading cards anymore.
0: well so i since we did that sh- that episode i did a bit of a deep dive into the trading card world and and what had happened what ha- happened was uh <laughs> there was there was an oversaturation of of cards so nothing was truly rare so even though like Beckett's was pricing like Ken Griffey Jr. cards at fifty dollars each, like there were there were millions of them out there. So then right. when time progressed, like there just was no rarity, there's no scarcity in the card. Sure. So unless you had a card that was like the like a Ripken error or something like that, that was a true or the change, Wagner, which
1: is only right.
0: Right, that's rare. So I'm guessing, I'm knowing nothing about this story, that the LeBron card is comes from a rare set, and there's not that many of them, or that. Like I would guess, thirteen years ago, when LeBron was a rookie, no one was collecting fucking NBA cards, and maybe that's why there's some sort of market for it. A million seems crazy. Well,
1: that's my problem with this. So there, so what? From what the information was out there is that they—I don't know if it was Tops or whoever actually made these cards, but they—they they did. It was a limited edition. There was—I think with all the rookies that either of that year or for a series of years, they—they they made as many cards as the player's jersey number. Oh, cool. Right. And so LeBron had 23. So there's 23 of these cards made. And then there was some sort of inlay or some other sort of little things that are part of the card that make it very unique. And like um, they only did it for, the, for a certain amount of, of, of players or whatever. And I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't know if it was like golden inlay or there's like some sort of hologram or whatever else is included. But, you know, whatever they do, the little tricks they do with, with trading cards. Right. So there is a limited ad- just addition to this. And they are sort of rare in that sense but that even still like 23 cards seems like a fair amount. Yeah. Um I, I and, would, Does that mean Greg they,
0: Ostertag there were no cards for him? <laughs>
1: I think yes, he doesn't get any <laughs> cards at all. Poor guy. <laughs> um, but it's still like it still blows my mind cuz even then with like okay, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars or something this one would be worth.
0: I, it doesn't feel like that's an appreciation appreciable purchase. I I would be right. I I feel like that's like maybe they're just laundering money. Like maybe they're just like some maybe, that doesn't seem maybe. like a good way. I to mean, launder this goes money. back to the whole
1: like Todd McFarlane story with with uh, McGuire's baseball or something when he broke the record. Right, know, right. Now they're absolutely worth nothing.
0: There's a funny story a side note to that story, by the way. Uh, you know that they they had a that kid that caught that ball was a. Uh, the Cardinals was like, we they were like, we'd like that ball, and he was like, we'll give you all this bullshit, like we'll give you all this crap, and he was like, like, like jerseys and whatever, and he was like, all right, I'll give you the ball, just flat out, if I can meet Mark McGuire, and they were like, all right, um, they asked Mark McGuire, and he's like, I want to meet this fucking kid, and so he <laughs> kept the ball and he sold it to fucking McFarland for like whatever five million dollars, like all like. B- McGuire didn't give a shit about that baseball. The Cardinals wanted it, and they couldn't even convince Mark McGuire to give it to him. And that's how that kid got rich. He would have just ended up with a fucking pair of cleats or something. <laughs> it's a great story, right?
1: So, in a way, Mark McGuire uh, should be
0: applauded for
1: being an asshole. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. By being a douche, he made that kid rich. <laughs> the only winner of that whole thing was the person who should have won, which is the kid who caught the ball. <laughs> Anyway, I will say this: uh, the intern Peter, who has not been uh, doing much work for us during uh, during COVID, well, you know he's raising a couple of kids, and one of those kids uh, collects uh, football cards, and he's into the ones where you like can get a chunk, like a piece of jersey embedded into the card, which I find kind of cool. Like I gotta say, like I, if I was a kid collecting cards, I would be apeshit about trying to like get as many like Steeler jersey cards as I possibly could. Hmm. Right? Isn't there something no. there? No. No.
1: Why, why do I want a little piece of scrap, piece of jersey
0: for I me? mean, why do you want to fucking autograph? Like why do people want anything? Well I don't
1: like, see I don't I don't want autographs either. Like I don't understand it. I was
0: autographed obsessed as a kid.
1: I don't know why. Like I was crazy. Yeah. I was just No ma- you're the norm I think. I think most people would you they do. I mean they you know they have freaking napkins and whatever else that they just try to get someone to autograph i just i was just never
0: well i mean like, it was only for sports i will say that i wasn't like a and i didn't have like an autograph book i like just wanted baseball cards and shit signed
1: yeah right well they did make it more valuable at that point too. they actually that decreased I, their value i learned it, later it dec-
0: decreased yeah i learned that later like real baseball cards like it kind of decreases the value of them yeah huh? i know i think it what happened is, is like a bunch of players started like like pete rose is like i'll be on cvs for the next nine hours and like
1: right just signing millions yeah, of cars or
0: cvs not at cvs he might be at cvs now i'm at qvc but like yeah. see he, you might be able to catch pete rose at cvs go down to your, like, anywhere he can he's at a We're cvs fine. in fucking clear water right now <laughs> signing rolls of toilet paper <laughs>
1: Oh, betting slips. Slip. Whatever. God, can
0: you imagine? Oh, that would be incredible. Getting a betting slip signed by fucking Pete Rose would be, that would be so dope.
1: If you, uh, I wonder if he would just, he would He would probably just do it just for the the shit of it, right? Just. I the feel last... like
0: he'd be, He yeah, he would get the joke of it.
1: Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. If I'll
0: you were that. like, if you were like,
1: he might not even, if you were might like Charlie Hustle,
0: you should be in the fucking hall. You're mm-hmm. the greatest hitter of all time. Will you sign this? He might, like he, if
1: he knew you weren't, if he's getting 500 bucks per signing or whatever it is, he, uh, he's, he'll sign anything. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And half the time, I'm not even sure he would be even cognizant. Even if you just put in front of him, I don't even know if he's cognizant of what he's actually signing. he would probably just go down, like, scribble his name, and it's like, next.
0: Weirdly, I used to try to forge Pete Rose's autograph, and I can do a pretty good Pete Rose still. Like, I've got his P and his R down. They're big, <laughs> balloony. They look like they're very, very cartoony.
1: Mm, yeah well that makes sense i guess yeah
0: i don't know if does it uh so <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of uh bet slips i uh i don't know if you saw this but the traverse stakes ran last weekend
1: i, I didn't Chris. you didn't i don't even know what that
0: is Travers stakes is the uh the it's the big race out of saratoga every year oh okay. and uh and the the important thing was is it was the homecoming for tis the law the probably the great uh, one generation horse like we're there, while while everyone is focused on the return of hockey, maybe the next Secretariat is fucking running laps around fucking everyone. Like he's gonna win the triple crown. He's he's. If you haven't watched the Traverse Stakes, I implore you to go back and spend two minutes of your life watching how fucking well that race was run. It was, it was a an absolute thing of beauty. I will. Uh, I I. I will post a, We'll post it in the uh, in the show notes here. You should definitely check it out. It's a it's a it's a fantastically run race. The horse is incredible. Manny Franco is has been running this horse almost his entire life and will continue to do so. Manny Franco is one of the greatest runners around. But that being said, from a gambling standpoint, tis the law is usually at like one to one or even less than that, like two to one. Like you'll get you're not going to get him unless unless you're going to
1: have to give up money basically.
0: Yeah, unless you're willing to like. Unless you're willing to wrap him up with some other horses, mm. which is what I'm okay. here to tell you, Ooh. there is another horse who's been fin- he finished third at Belmont, he finished third at Travers, he's run by uh, uh, Rosario. Uh, Rosario, I can't remember his first name. He's a great, another great jockey. Uh, this this horse is named um, Max Player, and Max Player is the, also like a, a good horse that would be a contender in any other year, but if you want to make money the next time you see those two horses running, I don't know when the next stakes race is for those those guys leading up to Kentucky Derby, uh, I would definitely keep your eye out on Max Player and wheel him up with Tis the Law, maybe find a third horse that you like. You're going to make money. I promise you. That's a fucking, that's a a Knish Amundsen guarantee.
1: (laughs) All right. I like
0: it. Thanks. Do it. All right, you got that? that money. Tis, also just watch Tis the Law. This horse is fucking a thing of beauty. It is. It is a a a layman horse fan would appreciate how he fucking ran at Travers. I, I it's worth right. it's worth. The I'm price intrigued a little bit. I might yeah. even
1: I might even uh, try to find it.
0: You should. It's not. It, it's very easy to do. I might. You just go go into the Google. Like type in Tizla, Travers. Now, that's T-I-Z. Uh, anyway, uh, we, got, we can move on. We're going to move uh, on. Oh, Chris, you called it. This is a corner that we call. Chris, you called it. Chris, what did you call this this week or weeks prior?
1: I got I to say, Chris. Um, Chris,
0: I got to say I called it.
1: I got to say I called it. Uh, we all know now that uh, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, decided uh, not to rush a new team nickname out before this season. Yeah. And instead went with the most generic, boring thing he could do, possibly do, and just decides to brand the team for one season the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, although I got it maybe handed to him, it's probably the least. Or only racist name he could come up, or non-racist name he could come up with? Yeah, like this is probably this is you the mean him for him, him or like anyone? Well, like, anyone, but especially him. Okay, yeah. Like I, I'm not confident in him his ability to sort of rename this team that isn't anything remotely offensive right. to anybody. Right. Right. Um, that and the the Seattle hockey team took the Kraken name, so maybe he just like was like ah hell with it.
0: Yeah. The Seattle Karens. <laughs>
1: So, Chris, yeah. being the, the uh, prognosticator that I am, uh-huh. a few months back, Schwami I said, says this guy is going to the Schwarm, the new Schwab. Uh, This guy is going to market this in the only way he can, not name a team, have a branding of a non-team name for one season, yeah. and then cash in with a whole new release and, and it's exactly uh, for the 2021.
0: That's exactly what he's doing. Yes. It is. You called it. I did. Now I own some weird memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I I I like to I like to get some odd shit. I have a I I now have a an XFL hat from a defunct league, uh actually the Washington team. As my mm-hmm. way of protesting against the Washington Redskins. Uh well that's a, another that's it's neither here nor there. Would you buy a Washington football team jersey just to like have like to have like the irony of it or does it just still too close to like the redskins?
1: Uh, you know what? That's actually a pretty good question. And I think that's the, I think that's the big question with, with Snyder doing this too. Right. Is that people are actually going to buy this stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. they will have it just for either for the irony or for the history or whatever it is. Like maybe it becomes like, maybe like trading cards, it becomes valuable at some point Mm -hmm. down the road because it was like this weird moment in time. Yeah. And it's a very limited edition of, of things or whatever. Um I personally no, I don't. I don't want any sort too of Washington football team too risky, yeah. Paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, I just don't care enough either though, you know, technically. I, I like I don't it doesn't mean so I should return, one way or the
0: other. I should return the shirt, That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you should totally keep it, Chris. You should totally. Yeah. It looks good on you, I'm sure. <laughs> um Yeah, like I I don't like you know he should he should try to do this you know whatever he can on his end of this and people should either buy it if they want to or don't buy it and protest you know whatever like I don't yeah whatever but it's I don't know but like it it's what is it gonna be like a a yellow like a red shirt a burgundy shirt with like a gold circle that says like Washington football team like kind of around the circle like I don't fucking know I mean they're gonna
0: keep the arrow. Which is a thing? They're the, that. They? No, yeah. they're not. They, they can't. I think they are.
1: They can't keep the arrow.
0: I think they are.
1: Oh my god! Of course they are. Of course they are. But they—that would be so inappropriate at this point. So,
0: so it's just a. It's a. What is just
1: a W in a yellow circle?
0: It's a W. I'm trying to see if there's any like thing here. This is where we need like a producer that can look up things for me. <laughs> so Washington Football is the new website, which is kind of cool. Okay. Although it's a little, shouldn't it say Washington, D.C.? Uh, wow, it's very generic. Uh, then if you go, okay, this is the best part. Washington, football team established 1932. You scroll down past the break, and it says, we're here for you. We're all in this together. Our partners uniting, providing resources for you and your family during this unprecedented time. Learn more about how you can donate to local groups. And it's two Redskins football helmets. So, they're not erasing the history. In fact, Washington Redskins Charitable Foundation hosting a COVID-19 relief silent auction was just put up there. Uh, Redskins is all over this website. Redskins announced, well, that's, wow. Redskins, hashtag Hail Mail. Like, they're they're just going to rename the team the Redskins, I think.
1: (laughs) Just going to let this blow over for a year and then be like. (laughs) This
0: website's fascinating, I have to say. Uh, I do like the new Washington. I like I like the uh, design of the word Washington. I have to say that, and the the colors are cool. You know, I
1: like the colors. I, I do enjoy the colors because they're different. They stand out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if you yeah, so if you go on NFL.com, it's kind of the same thing. It just says Washington Football Team. The logo for like on the schedule for teams, it's just a it's just a uh, W. That so, that
0: little that that yellow W.
1: Yeah, on on like a uh, within a uh, Burgundy square. I'm I'm tired of talking about the Redskins,
0: but like or whatever this team's called, but like, aren't their fans hogs? Why can't they just be the hogs? Yeah, hogs are cool. Their fans already identify with them. Mm -hmm. They're smart Mm -hmm. animal, a hog. You Mm -hmm. know, why not do that?
1: Why not? Maybe they will.
0: Maybe they will. Or like the boars. (laughs) That's too on the nose. Uh. (laughs) They're down a running back. It seems like not going to make uh, in our in our Hall of Fame. That I'm does domestic does, does 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 beating a woman. Does that get you out of our Hall of Fame? I think it should. Oh, I, th- I think you shouldn't it's be not able- out
1: of theirs. So that means it should be out of ours.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys, or Guise or whatever your name was. Yeah. You will never see you again. Uh, Chris, let's hit some gambling and let's fucking get out of here. What do you say? Yeah. Let's Um. So NBA. Uh, I noticed you've got NBA and WNBA here in your show notes. Um, I'm hesitant to listen to any of your WA gambling (laughs) advice after you, after you, after you punched me in the dick with the worst parlay idea of all time, (laughs) actually got both games wrong, impressively wrong. Like they were blowouts. You got them wrong on a, if I just bet the opposite of what you told me, I probably would have made money. So
1: Let's except start, for the e, except for the Raptors bad. got the
0: Raptors was actually, nice. So yeah. so I guess I got to say like 1
1: out of 3 ain't bad.
0: Uh, it's bad. That is actually bad. <laughs> oh, it is bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason that sent me into a fucking downward spiral. I can't fucking hit shit since then. Like oh, it's oh, I know. I'm the ice man, I'm cooler. You cooled me, man. I was hitting these so I've been hitting these great NBA money line parlays. Like I'm not betting odds, I'm going straight money line and it is it's been gold like and and I don't I'm doing like two team parlays I'm not going crazy I'm not trying to like parlay so I'm getting my odds up to like 2 +233 thir- +260 plus plus and it's like 25 pay 79 like that's a pr- like just make I've just been chipping yeah. away again Kanisha Amundsen. I don't I don't go yard you know I'm a nope. I'm a slap single kind of gambler um and then I fucking did the stupid three team parlay cuz it just seemed too like I was going to have to live it down if I didn't do it and and it was wrong that said, you were right on the NBA. So let's start there. Okay. Uh, your first question here is: Is it still worth trying to bet on the Suns making the playoffs?
1: Yeah. So we, I like texted you like a week ago or something, and because I realized that uh, even though I haven't really been watching uh, NBA games, and I was up in Vermont for two weeks and kind of uh, on the outs a little bit with with the games and TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, I noticed I happened to be looking at looking at looking at looking at it and looking it up is that the Suns won like four or five in a row of all the games down in the bubble here. Yep. Still and that they're undefeated. kind of dominating.
0: They're 6 and 0 now.
1: So they're 6 and 0 now. And at the time they were 4 and 0 or whatever they were and I was like, "Hey, you know, like is, can we is there even able to bet on
0: like a son's Suns future.
1: making the playoffs?" Yeah. And you were like, "That's I think that's a great idea. It's a great bet." And like I don't even know if it's capable of, of finding that bet anymore.
0: No, you can't get anymore.
1: Of course, of course not. You know, the one time I come up with a great betting idea, I can't even do it.
0: <laughs> it won't matter because because the Sixers will blow it for them tonight. Somehow the Sixers will win, and that's that's sort of my prediction. Is that like the Sixers, the team I am so fucking immensely frustrated in, and continue to be like the, 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 Of course they're gonna lose. They're gonna ruin this for the Suns, like the funnest team in the NBA, and it's gonna make everybody hate Philly more. I just they play them tonight. I can almost guarantee. That, like the that Sixers are like eight. And the money point, line is eight, plus three ninety for the point, Sixers. Eight point, eight point. They're eight point underdogs. Like it is a, it's, it's a. I mean, bet you bet these games now. You're kind of out of your mind because I think that like, <laughs> or, like there's it's it's pretty risky. Like there's teams are like sitting players at the last minute. Yeah, it's right. it's very like you don't fuck. It. I mean the. I mean I will say this: Phoenix fucking whoop. They're whooping ass now, mm-hmm. which is. Oh, it's plus ten now.
1: Ten now, yeah. It's pl- yeah, minus ten now. Well,
0: t- minus ten for the Suns. So, yep. doesn't that just feel like the Sixers, who are ruining it for everybody in every other aspect of basketball, like will yeah. ruin it for the Suns because the Suns can't um, lose. As far as I, as far as I can tell, the Suns absolutely cannot lose. So, like if they want to make the playoffs, yeah, they have to. Yeah. they they have to win out, and then still there's a chance they don't make it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, listen, it's a it's a fun idea and a, a theory that I had, I guess. But um,
0: they're also not giving any. They're not. They're in, like DraftKings isn't doing any futures right now. I don't know why. It's strange. Yeah,
1: yeah, I noticed. I just noticed that too. Now, like it's um, yeah. So what? there are three. No, they're a game out of eighth place. But they also have to play. San Antonio's right behind them. Portland's right there, and Memphis is right there. And so Portland's. It,
0: Portland. They just have the worst teams to play because those are, players are all. Those teams are all trying to get in. Right. If they were playing a bunch of Bobos, they're like Memphis is going to get a game handed to them. They're going to they have Memphis closes the season with Milwaukee. Milwaukee's already in. Milwaukee's shedding games. And they're playing Boston tonight. And yeah, but Memphis like Memphis's coach used to play under. We used to coach under a fucking, whatever his name is in in a, in Milwaukee. So that's going to be a he'll gift him that game, which means that that means Memphis wins one at least. Now that for the playing. Yeah, I I just don't see I don't Portland's gonna whoop their ass. Like I just I I'd love to see it happen. Let's say let's sure. put it that way. Sure. Of those three teams, of those four teams, actually, which one would you like to see go in? Memphis, Portland, Phoenix, or San Antonio?
1: I mean, at this point, I would. I, you know, two weeks ago we were talking. To, I you know I was all in on with Portland, but now at this point, I man, I want I want to see Phoenix keep this going.
0: Yeah, they're fun. They're they're fun. They're fun. Uh, Aiton's great. Bridges is great. Booker is like fuck you, like
1: yeah and i want yeah i want them to see like maybe you know this sort of builds on something they become a destination maybe ben simmons gets traded to phoenix because they've got a lot of assets to work with there or something going back for philly oh no
0: this is just a fucking this is you're thinking about it wrong this is like did you hear Draymond was like got fined for fucking for for tampering yeah that's what's gonna happen the cory booker's in a fucking is is going somewhere he's going to la or whatever
1: Yeah. I know. I know that's probably what's like, but I kind of want this to flip the other way now at this point in time, even though I don't like Phoenix. I hate their owner. He's a douchebag.
0: They have the worst fans in basketball. Like, getting away from their fans is what made this team good. Like, getting out of their stagnant, (laughs) shitty city, and the weird weird time zone. Like, they're, like, uh, this is like the best thing that could have happened to Phoenix. Like, move Phoenix to fucking Seattle already. Like, why can't that be a thing? Like, Mm. Seattle Suns it even has alliteration like let's just do that Phoenix doesn't need a fucking basketball team
1: they don't need any sport they got a hockey team too for crying I out know out, it's, which they absolutely do not need
0: it's so dumb now now I in a okay I I like Portland I like how like Dollar Dame has become like sort of the enemy of all the NBA uh mm-hmm. I think they're gonna will themselves into the in
1: He's the anti-hero.
0: Yeah, they're we gonna will that. themselves into the playoffs and I and I'll be happy with that. Memphis can go fuck themselves. I you know me, I'm a fucking Spurs guy. I wanna see me some Lonnie Walker, I wanna see me some DeRozan. I I I still fucking like this team. And I and if I really wish was hoping that they'd catch fire and sneak in mm-hmm. there. Doesn't look like it's gonna happen. But it, they're they're still trying. They're still, they're playing their asses off. Like that, yeah, and that's what that's what like I love watching the fucking Pelicans get fucking beat up. They didn't want to play. Kings didn't want to play. Nope. Washington didn't want to play. And nope. fucking but the Nets, who everyone was like they might try to lose out to make the lottery. They're fucking. I think they're beating like Orlando by like thirty points as we speak. Like they're playing. They're doing like, it, man. They're playing Hot. like the teams that like want to play. Are they deserve to be there? Like that, this is what the end of the NBA season should look like. It should be like the teams that want to play get to play in. Yeah, right. Like that that right. that eight seed should be a play in. It should be a play in tournament at the end of the year, but it's, it's impossible it to schedule. Incredible. So anyway, yeah. I
1: I, the, I love this Brooklyn thing so much, and I was, I was I was I was you know enemy number one with them coming into this. I know this.
0: Me too. Start here. Me too.
1: They're gonna and end I the wish, season I at five, they could, They'll end the season at
0: five hundred. I think that's awesome. Like that's. Yeah.
1: That'd be great. Yeah. And I wish they could play more games to see, like, if they could have actually, like, overtaken Philly or something, right? And 100%. Like, you and me both are, are sort of, uh, you know, off of Philly at this point. Like, something needs to be done there. But, like, to see Brooklyn try to make a run, even, just to, like, get a little higher in the seedings would have been incredible.
0: Yeah. Karis LeVert is a legit, he he could be the, a legit number two to a superstar.
1: Yeah. And I especially mean, and, with number three. Like in, in, so like we're going to get, where,
0: so they're going to get Kyrie back, but, but Durant and LeVert, that's going to be something.
1: Well, that's the problem, too, because Kyrie was always like all like earlier in the season was all about like they need a third third guy on this team. Right. It's not he's not present on this team right now. And like Kyrie can just, you know, just needs to shut up once in a while and just stop worrying about what he thinks he knows and understands because it's not.
0: Yeah, it's just flat earth or nothing with that guy. You know? Yeah
1: right? And, like, you've got Karis alert. Jared Allen is, like, stepping up huge. So good. Like actually, so good. Like, like Fantasy right superstar. Sort of like, he should be playing and not DeAndre Jordan, you know, like, in all this kind of, you know, like, other BS that I'm sorry, Harry why do
0: we... Why why do people sign Jordan so that they can get other players? What a dumb concept. What a stupid GM move. Oh, let's get DeAndre Jordan over here so we can get fucking, you know, Chandler Parsons. Like, go fuck yourself. Like He's a stupid... What, he's the fucking Indian matchmaker of basketball?
1: Like... That's, I, you know what i i agree with you but if if like if it if it made like you get signing, it's he's making 10 million dollars a year if he, he could yeah, be a role player if he could be a role player can't start him at the expense of other guys who are at this point more talented or have a have a, a higher ceiling here now straight like, up. don't get don't force him in the way of your younger players of growth and experience
0: uh chris i have a i have a well there's two First of all, let me touch on that Philadelphia thing. Off Philly, I'm not I'm always going to love Philly. I'm not I know, off of them. I am I could not be more farther off the Brett Brown train than a, a human being possible. Like I I often wonder if he knows that he's not tanking anymore. Like I watched that game with against Portland. They lose and beat 8 minutes into the game. He makes some adjustments. They're getting their asses kicked. Then the players just start playing loose because like he doesn't have any like they, they don't have a choice. They're playing from behind. So all of a sudden, Josh Richards is playing loose. Shake Milton's playing loose. They're just kind of like throwing the ball around, seeing like throwing like seeing what happens. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Horford's like out there shooting threes and like it's it's Horford. What's the fuck is his name? Horton. Al, whatever. Big Al. He's he's out there bombing threes and it's like it feels good and like the ga- Sixers finally get their first lead like 92 to 91 late in the fucking fourth quarter. And Brett Brown fucking imposes himself. He, he literally ices his own team. He calls a timeout with the lead and ices his team makes these weird fucking changes in the lineup. They're back to being congested and confused. Like they're playing weird defense. Thiebel suddenly is all tightened up like, and they start fouling and doing dumb things and getting confused. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have an NBA coach that has been in the league this long that does not understand the flow of the game, like does not understand the game that as it's as it's opened up in front of him? He waits and waits and waits, lets his players get into the fucking rhythm, get, it, get the lead back, and then he like inserts himself and fucking pulls Al like in and out of the game. Like he's got five fouls. Let him fucking foul out. Like they have nothing to lose. Like see what this team can do – with, without their two big players in there and it's play loose like just let them play loose let them lose the game don't fucking lose the game for them like that was it he's that over, was the fucking last draw for me he's exactly he's over coaching he doesn't know how to get the fuck out of his own way like right. he's gonna lose him play he's bit. gonna lose simmons because no one's fucking happy on that team because he sucks he sucks. He's a fucking he's a he's like a traditional fucking Massachusetts coach guy. Like we don't need Gene Hackman, all right? Like let these fuckers play. Like it's just sure. it's 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 gonna be the biggest. Like, what what's is the experiment over? Like, are we done? Are we done with this Brett Brown experiment? Like we yes, gave him that we we he he we owed it to him to give him the team that he worked to get there. Like he coached a lot of sure. shitty teams for a lot of years, and I like I applaud him for that. I applaud him for taking that role on. But like,
1: but he's also had this opportunity for a few years now. Times up, right?
0: So where he times up, dude. Times fucking up. Like I'm, like, and so like the Sixers can fucking exit early. I don't really give a shit. Like I honestly, like take your pick. Like Boston, Miami, whoever wants to beat you most, just get your ass beat. Like I, there's no, there's no heart in this team. So that's that's why I'm I'm like, I just like I feel like you have you can't just blindly le- like follow a team just cuz they're your favorite team that's that's where i am with it that's no, where you got to be
1: you got to be you got to be real and 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 on both sides of this and you know and like you can't just ignore this kind of stuff like it, it's part of being a fan of a team is like you want something better for that team right? i stuck up for this dude read.
0: for too fucking long man i can't, like I still think Brad Stevens is overrated, but like, I'm just gonna say. Listen,
1: he might be. Like, I I think a lot of these coaches actually might be overrated. I don't know Um, what, I
0: don't know who the coach is that is the right answer. You say Tom Thibodeau, I say go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, I would, I'd rather see fucking Jason Kidd run this team. Like, just let him play. Like, let him run it out. That's who I want. Give me, you know what? Give me Jay Kidd. Just let him fucking run, man. I loved him when he coached the fucking Nets. That year was fun. He had yeah. old fucking seasoned players. He got out of the fucking way and he let them do whatever they needed to. And head cases, too. He had fucking Deron Williams and fucking KG on the same team. And in his rookie season as a as a coach, had no drama with those players.
1: You you know what you might you actually might be right and you make a good point there. Um, and I, and I think maybe that's the problem with some of these coaches, like like Kenny Atkinson with with the Nets and with Brett Brown, like they're they're actually trying to do too much, right? Instead of just letting these guys play, let these guys be natural basketball athletes. Brett
0: Brown would be and a like, great G League team coach. Like, yeah, develop players, whatever the fuck yeah, you need to he do. He
1: might be a better developer in that sense. Um, and and, and like same with Thibodeau, like there's I, maybe there's two minds with Thibodeau is that when he has really good talent on those teams, like the, like the bulls teams, they, they succeeded and they did, they play really well. And maybe he sort of got out of their way a little bit. He didn't try to like coach them too much in a certain way or a certain style offensively. You right. Know. With, with Minnesota, I think he tried to force it too much. Right. He tried, I think he tried to make them play the way he wanted them and, and they weren't able to, and he, maybe he tried to coach them too much. Right. And it may sort of backfire. And I think a lot of these coaches, these times it's like, it's sort of like, um, doc rivers, right like yeah yes he's a good coach but i think he also a lot of times he just sort of lets especially the the veteran guys and the really talented guys just be themselves and let them play and and let them sort of do what they do best on the court
0: he's also adjusted his coaching style like you listen to like nate robinson or big baby talk about him when he coached boston and he would never play young players he was super rigid and to like the detriment of his team now he like he it's plays perfect. younger players. He's like more experimental. He's changed with the league. Like he's, he's evolved. Like I really appreciate dog rivers for changing the way that he approaches the game and yep. his players. Like that's, right. that's, that's a, a rarity. Now, will he ever win a chip again? Who knows? But like, I, I think he's, he went from like having nobody last year and getting those guys to gel and then getting great players this year to gel with those same, that same nucleus. And that's pretty impressive as a, as a coach.
1: It is. And, and, in the same degree to like what, what Jacques Vaughn now is doing with the, with the nets. Yeah. In this straight up. Right. And he's just sort of letting them play. And, and he used to be a terrible coach when he was like in Orlando and stuff. And like he, you, you watch his games then. And like he, he, I think he was trying to coach too much and do too much there and try to like overcoach and, a, a lot of those guys, you know, like always calling, time, like you said, always calling timeouts and interrupting the flow of the game and disrupting it, and not reading the game right, and, and all that kind of stuff. Now I think he's just sort of like whatever. I got nothing to lose. Let's just play these guys and throw them out there and see what happens. Why is John? That, look- that might be just what the Nets need going into next year with 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 players like KD and Kyrie. I and hope he just- sticks
0: around. I hope they don't try to out. Like I I I think they'll respond to him as a coach.
1: I think they will too, and especially because if he's not trying to to coach them necessarily, right? He's yeah. just letting them play. Yeah, I think that's a hu- I think that's a big thing actually these days.
0: I I I will say Jacques Vaughn's fucking goatee is disgusting, and like stop trying to look like Gary Payton. It's bizarre. <laughs> you aren't Gary Payton, Jacques Vaughn. You kind of were busted as a player. Let's not forget. All right, let's let's <laughs> just tone down. And just don't do
1: the, Just give her the goatee. GP man.
0: gets the goatee. That's it. Like okay, that's fine. That's, you,
1: I'm not even sure. Gary should have a goatee. I
0: loved his goatee. Like it at least it worked for him. Well then, but not now. No, not now. But it was like a yeah. villain goatee. Like it was yeah, like Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh
1: like, yeah. I loved it back then. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um mm. I have two I have two takes and then I will get to your WNBA and then we'll close this thing out, right? <laughs> yeah. Here's here's I have two hot takes. I've got your I've got your two thousand and twenty one NBA rookie of the year. I've got him already. Do you want to know who it is?
1: Wait, what? Two wait, say that again? When is this? The
0: 2021 NBA Rookie of the Year. I know who it's going to be. He
1: have not even been drafted yet.
0: Yes, he has.
1: Oh. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Bull! 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 bowl, because he didn't play his first NBA game until Inside the Bubble is eligible for all rookie accolades next season. He was playing crunch time minutes against the Lakers last night. He was guarding AD in crunch time last night. He's throwing dimes, his, too. His ceiling is so high, he's already he's getting crazy fucking exposure right now, and he will be started as a rookie next season. So that... My, that's a hot take. No one has that take. It. No. I looked it up on Wikipedia. That's a cool website. Uh, <laughs> 100% accurate. Well, they did... I know. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. I should probably have done some additional research. Uh, my other hot take... Grayson Allen will be an all star at some point in his career.
1: Oh uh, God. It's a hot take. That's for sure. Those are my hot takes. That's you're you you're probably right. Cause like, you know, one every once in a while these guys are just become all stars. Yeah, is Kyle, he, Corver,
0: Kyle Corver was on an all was an all star. He's he's playing in Memphis. He's gonna get the looks because he's got cause fucking Jaw is just insane. And I could see them like doing a playoff run or something, or maybe he goes somewhere else. But I could see it. A, a, I could see a world where he fucking shoots like in the first half of the season, like 60% from three or something outrageous. And fucking, and is like, it doesn't trip anybody. I mean, he, he should try that shit in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking. Can you, you know imagine if he like I'll, tripped I... like. Why it would be fucking days? The lights <laughs> out, man. It will be lights out. That would be crazy if you tried that shit.
1: Here's all right. I love the bold take. It's a hot take, and if you could bet on that, I would. I would hit that right now. So hard. I would hit that so hard. Yeah, Now um, I think that's a great. I think that's even a great futures bet if you could even try to pull that off somehow, or even before the start of next season, because then I'm sure it'll, you know it'll be listed. The Grayson Allen one, I think, is an extremely hot take, and as much as I hate it, and I'm probably biased, I would, n- I wouldn't, I would, I would, I would not put money on that one, though, as far as, okay. as far as uh, making it an all star, okay, even once.
0: It's, I mean, it's the which I, means I, it'll
1: probably happen because some stupid thing. Will it's happen been a right. while
0: since it's been a while since we've had some takes on the show, and I'm pretty bummed that you get to have the only. I got to say, I called it, so I'm setting <laughs> myself up for some future. <laughs> like, got to I got to nice, say, yeah. I called it.
1: Enjoy. Enjoy what I can.
0: Thank you. Uh, all right. So as we do, unfortunately, we're going to close this show with WNBA. We should try. Oh, did you see fucking Devin Booker's Tarasi fucking shirt? No. Yo, Devin Booker wore a fucking because, you know, she plays for the Phoenix affiliate team, right? That's right. Devin Booker walked into the game the other day wearing a number three with a goat around it. T-shirt. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nice. Is that fucking tight?
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. I yeah, want that shirt. Can we get those shirts? Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, right. So anyway, speaking of WNBA, mm-hmm. we've got a, uh, and I would argue Tarassi's the goat. Although uh, Sue Bird's always my goat. But whatever. yeah. Oh, uh, speaking
1: of actually Sue Bird, there, I'll send you a photo of her. Like she was wearing a pretty sweet outfit, just on a sitting on like practice or something. Like sweet, sweet shoes, shirt. The whole thing was working. Liked yeah. it.
0: She does no wrong that Sue Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. All right, so. Chris, you've got to, this is today's line, so you gotta jump on this. We by the time we post this, these lines won't matter, but let's t- what are your hot t- what are your WFBA takes for today,
1: Chris? All right, because I did so well. The games don't start till six PM, Chris. That's so we true. got some time. That's you true. To there. Because betting on the Minnesota Lynx uh, over the weekend turned out well so well for me, Chris. Yeah. I'm going back to the well. Okay. They're plus two playing the Washington Mystics. Who have lost four in a row to some really uh, some of the worst teams, including the the uh, New York Liberty.
0: Yeah, so does so, the Lynx lost to the Liberty too? Don't don't remind me.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> this is getting worse. All right, Minnesota uh, plus two against the Washington Mystics.
0: I'm I'm gonna say no. Stay away from that bet. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. take the opposite. Okay. okay, great. Now, what else you got?
1: Again, okay, and then the other one. Uh, I bet against the New York Liberty uh, versus the Aces last week when they were getting like 12 points. Yeah, uh, and I said to take the Aces because the Aces will blow them out because because uh, Aja Wilson has just has been destroying people all almost single handedly, uh, and of course the Liberty covered. So for this time, the Liberty playing the L.A. Sparks, Liberty plus thirteen. You like it? Take it the points.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna so I'm gonna take that half of the bet. I'm gonna take your. I'm gonna take the Mystics minus two against <laughs> <guess> the <laughs> garbage links of Minnesota, <laughs> and the and the Liberty plus thirteen because uh, I uh, I like uh, that. That just feels huge to me.
1: You can't but, lose either way, Chris
0: you can actually but i'm going to i'm going to i'm doing it i'm placing the bet right now it's plus 20 it's a plus 261 so here we go bet placed Great. that is a live bet play- placement
1: Oh, WNBA
0: yeah uh that'll be a new thing we'll do we'll p- I'll place a live bet courtesy of draftkings and we'll get them as a sponsor
1: yeah there we go
0: all right buddy well i think we've done enough here we've done yeah. enough damage that's yeah. for sure yeah You have yourself a wonderful time in Vermont uh, and I will be, uh, I'll be in New Hampshire. So we'll be right, right around the corner from neighbors. Neighbors. Hey. All right. Peace. Hey neighbor. Bye.